Hey everyone, Adam here with the Shooter's Touch. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When Brian and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had tons of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get my show into all the apps like Spotify, Apple Podcast, where all of our listeners can listen to it? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is actually pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free, and it is honestly ridiculously easy to use. Now, Anchor can match you with your great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast immediately. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading all of this stuff to you. So, when Brian and I started this podcast venture, one of our huge issues was we both have families, multiple kids, day jobs, multiple jobs sometimes. How are we going to get in the same spot at the same time to do this podcast on a regular basis? Anchor does that. No need to be in the same spot. It's essentially a phone call to one another and you're recording a podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, you need to go to anchor.fm backslash start to join me and Shooter's Touch and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear from you and to listen to your podcast. Welcome back to the Shooter's Touch podcasters. We uh, appreciate everybody holding off with us um, on our brief absence here. Uh, I'm Adam Veet here with Brian Claude. Brian, how are we doing? Hey, doing well. How uh, how are things over the weekend for you and the fam? Good, man. We are good here. I guess uh, the listeners might deserve a little bit of explanation why uh, why we took so long to come back to them, but uh, I guess life happens, right? That's my explanation. Absolutely. You get busy. You got a lot going on. Spring's crazy time of year, and uh, but uh, we missed it, so we're back. We are back, and we're here to talk NBA. Um, right now, we are uh, just three short days away from game one of the finals with uh, Raptors and Warriors. Um, obviously, uh, you know, uh, the last month or month and a half with the playoffs here have been, I mean, in my opinion, kind of, kind of lackluster, I guess, um, you know, it, with, uh, with the teams that I, that in my opinion are supposed to win winning, but um, you know, sometimes, sometimes that, that, that's how it goes. So what are, what are your overall thoughts about the, the playoffs here, Brian? Yeah, you know, I think uh, as you go back and kind of look at them, as far as, you know, overall bird's eye view of them, obviously we only had three series go into seven games. Um, you know, two of those were with Denver. And so, it, you know, it's kind of one of those things, obviously you just want it to be competitive. Some of them I will say that, you know, maybe felt a little bit more competitive than what the outcome came or, or what the win totals came out to be. Um you know, but yeah, overall, like you said, not a ton of matchups. You know, the Clippers, Golden State in the first round ended up being a little bit better matchup than maybe we thought. You know, I was really looking forward to um, Trailblazers Thunder, and then that didn't quite pan out, you know, as much as we thought it was going to be. Um, Raptors Sixers was a pretty good series. Bucks um, Celtics was one that we we're kind of looking forward to. But, you know, after after losing the first one, the Bucks just kind of rolled. And so, um, yeah, and, and then obviously you get Portland and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, and, and that was a no-show by Portland. So it was, you know, a, a little disappointing. I think that obviously probably the most intriguing series out of all of them. Um, I know you and I had some had some side conversations was that Golden State uh, Rockets series. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think that, you know, that was the, uh, that was the most, uh, I think series that was most look, looking forward to, uh, here by a lot of people, a lot of NBA fans. Um, you know, you had a, had a couple of blowouts in that series, had a, had, had a couple of close games, but you know, in the end, um, you know, Golden State obviously prevailed. And, you know, the fact that that, that that series was not in the Western conference finals, I think took away from it a little bit. Um, you know, with with the uh, with the Rockets in a lot of people's opinion, thinking that that was one of the only teams in the Western Conference that could that could knock off knock off Dub Nation. But um, yeah, I mean, you 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 mentioned one series that I wanted to I touch on too would be and that'd be the Blazers and the and the Thunder. Um, I was I was very much so looking forward to that, and uh, you know, the Thunder just just didn't have it. Um, just. I mean, that was a long time ago. So we're remembering back a couple of the games at Russ, um, Russ did Russ, right. He, he had, had one of those games where he, he put up a lot of shots and there weren't a lot of shots that went in. And then, you know, he had a, had a couple of the games where, you know, Dame, Dame really stepped up um, and did the things that he needed to, to, to will his team to victory. Um, you know, obviously in the, in the last game of that series, when he hit that, Long, long, long second that shot over um, PG thirteen on to win. Yeah, yep, over over Paul George. I mean, that was <laughs> he. He had, I think, he had ten seconds with the ball in his hand, and he made no move to go to the basket. He did one of those James Harden sidesteps and essentially did a fadeaway from about 40, 42 feet, and uh, hit nothing but the bottom of the net. So that was. Obviously, an exciting game, an exciting time. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think the 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 playoffs have been kind of eh, not the M- NBA playoffs, right? I mean, it's not gonna us NBA guys will watch the playoffs, obviously, um, and some 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 ice fans will will tune into the playoffs. But the playoffs have not really been anything to bring somebody who wouldn't watch a lot of basketball in to watch basketball, in my opinion. No, and I honestly, I, you know, you and I haven't even really talked about it, but I almost feel like those first round games have to go back to best of five. Just get them done, get them moving. I mean, obviously, we all love more basketball, but, um, you know, in the first round games, I, you know, Western Conference weren't bad. Eastern Conference were pretty much a joke. And so we're terrible. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and, and it just seemed like drawn out. I mean, like I said, that we're, we're, we're in the finals here in the NBA, you know, playoffs started about a month or a month and a half ago. I mean, they just, draw them out and you know seven games in the first round I, I i agree would uh would be a lot better if they were maybe five games absolutely no but as it is you know so kind of i don't i don't the finals that you saw coming yes no where are you where are you at with the raptors coming out of the east no i i would say that i expected the bucks to roll through the east um you know obviously that's not how it happened. And obviously the, uh, the, the first two games of the Eastern conference finals would have, would have had me still believe in that with the bucks, you know, taking that two Oh lead, but um, you know, <clears throat> Raptors, in my opinion, when they changed up their defensive scheme against Giannis, you know, really, really turned the tables in that series. Um, and it really actually uh, brought to the forefront that, you know, Giannis doesn't have a jump shot he that's one thing that uh i'm hoping that he's already in the gym working on that for next year because it was it was blatantly obvious that he he does not have a um a consistent jump shot you know when 
when when the Raptors started to <clears throat> started to use that wall that wall defense that they that they did the last four games of that series um, and and kind of cut off his lanes to the basket. Well, and the other thing too is I think that it just exposed um, it exposed the rest of the roster as well. And I mean, obviously you have some nice players and you have. Uh, you know, a team essentially that team's built up of young guys that like to push the ball in transition, like to play downhill. And when all of a sudden now you aren't able to attack and get in the lanes, uh, you know, put a lot of pressure um, in, on uh, um, on their outside shooting. You know, Chris uh, Middleton, obviously their their best outside shooter, he struggled. You know, when he's struggling, it's like who else did you go to? You know, George Hill made some nice plays and. Um, you know, but you, you, he's not a night in night out guy that you're going to count on to, to get you 20, 25, um, or even really stretch the defense. Eric Bledsoe, um, same deal. I mean, he's, he obviously struggled shooting it from outside as well. And so when you, you know, you, you have a roster full of guys that, you know, obviously a good team, good nucleus. I mean, they won 60 games in the regular season, but, um, yeah, like you said, once the defense kind of shifted, um, Obviously, Giannis, his weaknesses got exposed, but I think the rest of that roster um, sorely got exposed too, and in, in, in their lack of um, shooting. I mean, it always it's it's, it's a shooters' league, and um, that's why the Warriors have walked into the finals again, and that's why the Bucks are at home. Yeah, and that's uh, you brought up one good point there too that you you wonder when a team that consistently wins on transition buckets what happens when they can't get those transition buckets. Um, and I think the did a great job of getting back in transition defense. Um, and like I said, making that, making that wall around the basket. So Giannis couldn't get to it. I mean, there were, <clears throat> there were plenty of examples that I remember watching that series and Giannis would, would bring it to the top of the key, try to drive past somebody, wouldn't get it. So he'd bring it back out, try to drive past him again and not be able to do it. And then you're, you're down there to, you know, less than five seconds left on the shot clock. And at that point, yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to either kick it, kick it to somebody uh, out outside to shoot it, or you have to take a wild shot yourself. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the outside shots just didn't fall. Everybody who typically makes those outside shots for them, um, you know, did struggle. And I think we'll, we'll talk here before we, before we wrap up tonight, you know, what kind of moves the Bucks need to make here to make their, the outcome of next season a little bit better. But, um, and, you know, one thing that, uh, that we did want to touch on here as well is, is the playoffs without LeBron <clears throat> uh, for the first time. And I believe eight years, um, I, I, I can't remember, honestly, remember the last time that, that LeBron was not in the playoffs. Uh, my actual, my coworker mentioned something yesterday at work that um, his son turns eight this year. And this is the first year that he, number one, will not see LeBron in the playoffs. Number two, will not see LeBron in the finals. And uh, to kind of think about that, that is, uh, that's pretty crazy to think about. Oh, absolutely. And it was huge. And I, he, and I think that that was- a little bit too, as far as obviously some of the hype and um, around the playoffs, but you know, in in last year specifically, obviously Boston played much better last year, and then that series that they had with the Cavs, and um, you know, there was I don't there's just a lot more anticipation. I think we all kind of knew that it was going to be Cavs Warriors in the finals last year, but um, you know, it wasn't a clear runaway, and so. 
there was a lot of intrigue there and, and obviously LeBron is the biggest brand in basketball and so um you know just the level of interest and um you know one of the other things too that we might also need to talk about how big of an impact LeBron does have on the league is is these Western Conference start times on some of these games um you know and, and not being able to 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 watch the whole game because of the time in which <laughs> with some of these tip times out in the Western conference and, you know, people on the East coast and uh, people here in central Iowa being able to tune into these games or watch these whole games, it just makes it hard. And so I know that they're, they're having talks about possibly moving those up, but you know, not having that dominant player or that dominant brand, uh, you know, in the Eastern conference this year, uh, you know, I think hurt and hurt the NBA overall. Yeah. And I th- think, you know, obviously with, with us being old men, those games are sometimes starting when we typically go to bed. So it is, uh, it is, it is tough to even make it to halftime sometimes, but, um, uh, you know, I think that with, with the finals coming, that'll, that'll help a little bit people, you know, um, you know, being able to stay up and watch those. But yeah, I mean, it's the LeBron factor hits, hits everything, right? I mean, those Western conference games, if LeBron were to be, you know, at least in the playoffs, we'll say, uh, you got to think those times would have been moved up a little bit, um, you know, just to get him in a, in a little bit more prime time spot. But, um, you know, it's, do you, do you, do you think it's coincidence that these playoffs have been kind of lackluster and LeBron hasn't been in them? Oh no, I think it's, I, yeah, I think it's hundred percent has at least a portion to do with it. Um, you know, he's so polarizing um, and just such an impact on the game that, you know, I think that that, that is a, a big part of it. Um, you know, and other than that, I mean, it's, and I think there's a little bit of a little bit of Warriors fatigue, too. I think that, you know, most people kind of assume that they know what's going to happen until they see otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's the other part of it is just as far as losing interest in it, because you already know what the result's going to be. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's what, um, what happens a lot with dynasties, right? I mean, with, with MJ and the Bulls, even with the sport, with the Spurs a little bit back in the day, um, you know, they're, they made it to five straight finals. So, Hey, they, they will probably make it to the finals this year. So maybe I'll watch when the finals come and see it, see if, see if they win at that point. But um, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, LeBron is such a, a big name, a big brand, as you said earlier, that, with him not being in, in the mix, you know, with, uh, uh, with, with, with the playoffs going on, his team, not, not being in there. Um, it definitely, it definitely hits viewership. And I think the, the overall interest in the playoffs here too, um, how, how it is right, right now. But, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned it uh, here, here earlier, Brian, but, uh, but roster, roster moves for at least the teams that, uh, that made, made the playoffs this year. Um, we've talked kind of offline about what those, what, uh, what we thought, what our thoughts are about potential moves that, that, that these teams would make, but you want to start off with one that you can see, um, that you would maybe for a team president here. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, going back to our original conversation with the Bucks and the fact that they, I mean, they need to go out and, um, and spend some money and get a couple shooters. So obviously, you hope that Giannis will develop a better jump shot in the off season, um, but you can't one hundred percent rely on that. You got to go out and, um, and and get some shooters. And I think too, um, uh, D- what's it, Divincenzo? Is that how you pronounce it? I always yep. mess up his name. Yep. Um, he, uh, you know, him being hurt, not being able to play too. Um, I, I think that was big for him. You know, so missing that piece, but. 
you know, just going through their roster and where kind of some of their money's at. I mean, George Hill's a nice player, but you're dumping 19 million. Um, he's got to go. You got to go out. And, you know, I, if I knew the answer, I'm sure I would be uh, getting paid a lot more. But um, yep. you just got to surround him. He got us around Giannis for shooters, and the same thing with LeBron. You know, both those both those guys need shooters around him because they're so dangerous, um, attacking the rim and getting into gaps. And mm-hmm. um, but they're as we saw, they're a lot less effective if you can sag off and and no one's able to stretch the floor. Yeah, and I I completely agree with you. You know, I, I think when when we talk about the Bucks, I think that you know they. Um, after bringing on Mirotic, I know he was he was injured for a for a brief stint there, but uh, you know I don't know if they if they utilized him as they thought they were going to when they brought him in via that trade, um, or you know honestly you utilized him enough um, here in the latter part of the season. You know he's a shooter. Um, you know you do have other shooters and other other players on the team that that need minutes as well. Um, however, that would have, in my opinion, that would have been somebody who I would have would have had on the floor the majority of the time in the in the playoffs, especially in that Raptors series where where they couldn't get to the basket and we're struggling on the um, we're struggling, you know, shooting the ball. Um, and, and you know, when I when I think of roster moves that I would that I would need to make if I'm a team president here, um, you know, starting off with the with the Oklahoma State Thunder. I think they and, and 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 they've honestly had this problem for quite a while. Um, they they just don't have any big man play. You know, they have Stephen Adams, who's who's definitely serviceable, um, and he's a uh, he's probably you know the top half of the big men in, in the league. Um, you know, but he's definitely not somebody who, if you need a bucket, and we'll say Russell Westbrook and Daniel PG thirteen are on the bench or maybe struggling, he's definitely not somebody that you would give the ball and think that he was going to score a basket. Um, you know, I think that's been a problem for them here for the, for, for a lot of years, I think. So, you know, whether that be via trade, whether that be in the draft, you know, um, I think that for them to take the next step and for them to be, um, a better team and a better threat in the playoffs next year, um, you know, I think they definitely need to, uh, need, need to reach out and try to find somebody who, uh, who can, who can play down low for them and score the basketball. Yeah, no, I, I would, you know, I would agree. Obviously, Stephen Adams is a nice player. It's just a matter of, um, it's a matter of fit, which I mean, the whole league is as you go through and there's reasons on why, um, you know, when some guys leave a team and they go to another team and all of a sudden they uh, uh, fill, fill a huge void. And, um, you know, going around the league, obviously there's plenty of, uh, plenty of ifs, ands, what's uh, as far as moves in which that could be made. I think that the biggest Obviously, players in the trade. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Just yeah. a second. No problem. Take time. It's the most I've the most I've talked in three days. <laughs> I almost almost vocal cords forgot how to, huh? Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> All right. I'll just a second here. I'll finish with a couple names. No, no problem. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. 
I think a couple names to keep an eye on this offseason, which will be interesting to see what they do. Um, obviously, Anthony Davis is going to be the number one. Where does he end up? Where does he land? Um, you know, Jason Tatum, I think, is another one that will be interesting to watch. Obviously, then you also have Kyrie, um, KD, you know, where are these guys going to go? I think Mike Conley is another one that will be interesting, depending on, you know, and obviously we may dive into the draft as that gets a little bit closer. But, um, you know, with them picking second, what are they going to do with Conley? Do they keep him? Do they deal him? Um, and then <clears throat> the one that I've heard most recently as far as Lonzo Ball, where does he end up going if his name keeps getting floated out there as far as a possible trade bait? And so – It'll be interesting to see uh, what what kind of moves do happen here in the offseason. Yeah, and obviously we're having this conversation here before anything in the offseason happens um, as far as free agency trades and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard Lonzo Ball's name thrown around. I mean, you know, honestly, if, if the Lakers want to bring somebody in via a trade, um, I mean, he's probably going to be the number one guy on the list, uh, <clears throat> him and Kuzman. But, um, you know, as far as Celtics go, you mentioned Kyrie. Um, I think that if, if, if they keep their nucleus here, uh, together over the off season, which you never know, I mean, Kyrie has, has obviously left, left the team he's been with once. Um, and his name does get thrown around there as somebody who will, you know, potentially be some, uh, a, a player who's, who is playing for another team next year. Um, you know, I do think that if they keep that nucleus together, they need to add one more consistent score, um, yeah, I mean, Kyrie scores, that's what he does. And, you know, you, you, you look at their other players there, Jason Tatum, um, you know, and a couple other of those guys who, who do have, have good games uh, on not so much of a consistent basis. I think that if they need to take the next step or they want to take the next step, you know, Brad Stevens needs to bring somebody in who can consistently score um, and who can take some pressure off of um, – uh, off of Kyrie there too, but you never know. I mean, that's, like I said, he's, he's one of those names that you've heard pretty, uh, pretty much the whole entire last half of the season that he's probably going to be somebody who will test free agency at least, um, or, or, or look for a potential trade, um, here, here in the next, next, next coming couple months. So, um, you know, should be an interesting off season. And yeah, you're right. We can, um, you know, we can, can hopefully touch on the draft a little bit more when time gets a little bit closer, but, uh, excited for the finals to start this week here. And, um, uh, you know, would, we'll hopefully have a couple more than, than, uh, you know, the, the minimum amount of games, but, uh, you know, I think that with the Raptors playing so well and Kawhi playing like he is, um, you know, I, I can see this game going, going potentially six or seven. Um, I think I'm still going to take the Warriors, even though my guy Nick Nurse has done a great job there um, up in Toronto. But, uh, you know, I just think the the Warriors are too much. Um, you know, Steph playing like he is and they're them kind of rolling through the last couple series, even even without KD. Um, we can get into it maybe on a later podcast, but I actually think the Warriors are a better, a better basketball team without KD. Um and so, you know, I, 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 I think Warriors in, I'll go Warriors in six. That's a, that's a, I, you know, I think one of the interesting things with it is the fact that they, it, the series starts in Toronto, um, yes. which is obviously so unusual because we're so used to Golden State and obviously just running through the regular season and then, you know, obviously hosting game one. So the fact that it's up in Toronto, I think it will be interesting to see kind of how the series gets off to a start. Like you said, without KD, that'll be interesting to see. You know, I guess we haven't heard 
Uh, have we heard as far as if he's a, he's a he's questionable or where he's at if he's going to play or anything? Yeah, all I've heard is he's not going to be available for the start of that series. That's all I've really heard, I guess. Okay. So yeah, it'll be. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, I. I mean, they're just rolling. They're playing, you know, old warrior basketball and moving the ball and knocking down threes and, you know, even going back to some of our trades and talking about some of the moves that they need to happen in the off season. The, the Warriors are a perfect example that it all comes down to shooting, um, and then depth as well. You know, I think this year the Warriors is um, not as deep as they've been in the years past, and some of their bench guys obviously are getting a lot older. Mm-hmm. And so their production has gone down a little bit. Um, but when you get into the playoffs now, all of a sudden that bench shortens anyway. And so right. you need depth to be able to get you through the regular season. Um, and then obviously you just need guys to be able to step up and shoot the ball in the playoffs. And, you know, defensively too, we, you know, we talked about the Toronto, the Raptors um, making some changes defensively. When you, when you have a seven game series and you see them night in and night out, obviously you can make adjustments and, and who can, uh, who can adjust to those adjustments the best? And essentially um, the best way to break any uh, plans is by good shooting. And so I would agree. I think, um, I think it'll, I think it'll be a competitive series. At least I guess I hope it'll be a competitive series. Um, But uh, I don't know. I think I see warriors in five. Yeah. And you mentioned it, that, you know, the, the warriors might not be as you have as many players that play on a consistent basis as they typically do, but you have, you have, you know, Steph playing how, how he's playing, Clay playing how he's playing, and then you add in, you know, Draymond Green playing how he's playing. I mean, it's – I think it's – I would be hard-pressed to think of a team in the last 20, 25, 30 years that could beat this team in a seven-game series. Um, you know, obviously outside MJ's Bulls when, they're, when they were there, when, when they had, had, had their run, but I'd have to think about that one. Um, you know, they're just playing so good. And I think that when they, um, you know, when they, when they strap up the shoes, even though it starts in Toronto and Toronto beat them uh, twice, twice this season, I believe. Um, I just think that it's going to be so hard to beat Golden State in a seven game series. Um, so I got, uh, so I definitely have Golden State, but um, well, uh, we, again, we appreciate the patience here with us fans. We always appreciate you coming out to listen and um, hope to be doing this on a more consistent basis here moving forward during the finals in the draft and then still talking about college basketball, you know, with the Panthers offseason recruiting, uh, Drake's offseason recruiting and Cyclones and Hawkeyes as well. So um, I guess find us on find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the Shooters Touch IA, and um, we will hopefully talk to you guys very soon. And uh, happy finals to everybody. I think a couple names to keep an eye on this offseason, which will be interesting to see what they do. Um, obviously, Anthony Davis is going to be the number one. Where does he end up? Where does he land? Um, you know, Jason Tatum, I think, is another one that will be interesting to watch. Obviously, then you also have Kyrie, um, KD, you know, where are these guys going to go. I think Mike Conley is another one that will be interesting, depending on, you know, and obviously we may dive into the draft as that gets a little bit closer, but um, you know, with them picking second, what are they going to, what are they going to do with Conley? Do they keep him? Do they deal him? Um, and then <clears throat> the one that I've heard most recently, as far as Lonzo ball, where does he end up going? If his name keeps getting floated out there as far as a possible trade bait. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, what, what kind of moves do happen here in the off season.
Yeah. And obviously we're having this conversation here before anything in the off season happens um, as far as free agency trades and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard Lonzo Ball's name thrown around. I mean, you know, honestly, if, if the Lakers want to bring somebody in via a trade, um, I mean, he's probably going to be the number one guy on the list, uh, <clears throat> him and Kuzman. But, um, you know, as far as Celtics go, you mentioned Kyrie. Um, I think that if, if if they keep their nucleus here uh, together over the offseason, which you never know. I mean, Kyrie has, has obviously left, left the team he's been with once. Um, and his name does get thrown around there as somebody who will, you know, potentially be some uh, a, a player who's who is playing for another team next year. Um, you know, I do think that if they keep that nucleus together, they need to add one more consistent scorer. Um, you know, I mean, Kyrie scores, that's what he does. And, you know, you, you, you look at their other players there, Jason Tatum, um, you know, and a couple other of those guys who, who do have, have good games uh, on not so much of a consistent basis. I think that if they need to take the next step or they want to take the next step, you know, Brad Stevens needs to bring somebody in who can consistently score um, and who can take some pressure off of, um, uh, off of Kyrie there too, but you never know. I mean, that's, like I said, he's, he's one of those names that you've heard pretty, uh, pretty much the whole entire last half of the season that he's probably going to be somebody who will test free agency at least um, or, or, or look for a potential trade um, here, here in the next, next, next coming couple months. So, um, you know, should be an interesting off season. And yeah, you're right. We can, um, you know, we can, can hopefully touch on the draft a little bit more when time gets a little bit closer, but uh, excited for the finals to start this week here. And, um, uh, you know, would, we'll hopefully have a couple more than, than, uh, you know, the, the minimum amount of games. But, uh, you know, I think that, with the Raptors playing so well and Kawhi playing like he is, um, you know, I, I can see this game going, going potentially six or seven. Um, I think I'm still going to take the Warriors, even though my guy Nick Nurse has done a great job there um, up in Toronto. But, uh, you know, I just think the, the Warriors are too much, um, you know, Steph playing like he is and they're them kind of rolling through the last couple of series, even, even without KD, um, we can get into it maybe on a later podcast, but I actually think the Warriors are a better, a better basketball team without KD. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 I think Warriors in, I'll go Warriors in six. That's a, that's a, I, you know, I think it's one of the interesting things with it is the fact that they, it, the series starts in Toronto, um, yes. which is obviously so unusual because we're so used to Golden State and obviously just running through the regular season and then, you know, obviously hosting game one. So the fact that it's up in Toronto, I think it will be interesting to see kind of how the series gets off to a start. Like you said, without KD, that'll be interesting to see. You know, I guess we haven't heard. Um, have we heard as far as if he's a, he's a he's questionable or where he's at, if he's going to play or anything? Yeah, all I've heard is he's not going to be available for the start of that series. That's all I've really heard, I guess. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be – I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, I, I mean, they're just rolling. They're playing, you know, old warrior basketball and moving the ball and knocking down threes and, you know, even going back to some of our trades and talking about some of the moves that they need to happen in the offseason. The, the Warriors are a perfect example that it all comes down to shooting um, and then depth as well. You know, I think this year the Warriors is um, not as deep as they've been in the years past, and some of their bench guys obviously are getting a lot older. Mm-hmm. And so their production has gone down a little bit. Um, 
but when you get into the playoffs now, all of a sudden that bench shortens anyway. And so right. you need depth to be able to get you through the regular season. Um, and then obviously you just need guys to be able to step up and shoot the ball in the playoffs. And, you know, defensively too, we, you know, we talked about the Toronto, the Raptors, um, making some changes defensively when you when you have a seven game series and you see them night in and night out obviously you can make adjustments and and who can uh who can adjust to those adjustments the best and essentially um the best way to break any uh plans is by good shooting and so i would agree i think um i think it'll i think it'll be a competitive series at least i guess i hope it'll be a competitive series um but uh i don't know i think i see warriors in five yeah and you mentioned it that, you know, the, the Warriors might not be <clears throat> as, you know, have as many players that play on a consistent basis as they typically do. But you have, you, have, you know, Steph playing how, how he's playing, Clay playing how he's playing, and then you add in, you know, Draymond Green playing how he's playing. I mean, it's – I think it's <laughs> – I would be hard-pressed to think of a team in the last 20, 25, 30 years that could beat this team in a seven-game series. Um you know, obviously outside MJ's Bulls when they're when they were there when when they had 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 their run, but I'd have to think about that one. Um you know, they're just playing so good. And I think that when they um you know when they when they strap up the shoes, even though it starts in Toronto and Toronto beat them uh twice twice this season, I believe. Um I just think that it's gonna be so hard to beat Golden State in a seven game series. Um so I got uh so I definitely have Golden State, but um well, uh, we again, we appreciate the patience here with us fans. We always appreciate you coming out to listen and um, hope to be doing this on a more consistent basis here moving forward during the finals in the draft and then still talking about college basketball, you know, with the Panthers offseason recruiting, uh, Drake's offseason recruiting and Cyclones and Hawkeyes as well. So um, I guess find us on find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the Shooters Touch IA, and um, we will hopefully talk to you guys very soon. And uh, happy finals to everybody.